Hi, I'm Alan. Welcome to the Mystical Animist Podcast. Today, I want to talk about a few different kinds of ritual that beginner animists and beginner shamans and beginner pagans should probably know just a little bit about. So, stay tuned. So, a few different kinds of ritual. And these are generally geared towards anybody who is a pagan. But there are some specifics that some of us, myself included, might be geared a little bit more towards shamans or someone who's super earth-centric. Um... Not all pagans are Earth-centric, so let's not um, (laughs) make that generalization. I do want to go over these, though, because I think they're good for most beginners to know about. So, the first of these is Sabbaths. Sabbaths are holidays, and though the idea may have originated with Gardner and Wicca, Most of the modern pagan world has adopted the concept of the Sabbath. Generally, there are eight holidays. Samhain, Yule, Imbolc, Ostara, Beltane, Litha, Lunasa, or Lamas, and Mabon. There are other names for some or all of them, depending on the particular practice, but for me, these are the names I use most often. Each Sabbath has a particular meaning. There are deeper significances, but basically each one is a part of the life cycle of goddess and god. Another kind of ritual is the esbat. And for me, esbats are specifically moon rituals. These are reserved for magical work or spellcraft. And yes, shamans do practice spellcraft. I take a specific set of steps to open this ritual then perform the spell work, and then do my opening steps in reverse to close down the ritual and release the energy to do its work. Whatever magic or spellcraft is performed is based on the phase of the moon. Waning to new moons are for releasing or banishing, while waxing or full moons are for calling in or bringing to fruition. A third type is the rite of passage. Rites of passage are things like coming of age, hand fastings, weddings, um, which are hand fastings, obviously. Um, Even separations or hand partings are rites of passage. Um, Coming into elderhood is a rite of passage. Within my spiritual practice, there is a dedication for when one is beginning the study, an initiation for when one completes study and is ready to commit further. Beyond the initiation, there are also two things that we call elevation rites, which signify a graduation to second and third degree within the group. These are generally celebrations or markers of what one has already achieved. In the tradition that I subscribe to and teach, there are certain energetic markers that I have to look for as a good leader. 
when those markers are present in the student's practice in life, it's time for them to have that graduation ceremony in order to move forward. Another type of ritual is the ceremony for healing and cleansing. Ceremonies for healing, cleansing, and blessing are usually based more in natural elements for me than ritual. For me, rituals are a little more formal than ceremonies, but there is always still a set order of action for me to fulfill when performing ceremony. Usually, the steps involved are cleansing or purification by elements, calling in the spirits by either prayer or song, and then doing whatever specific work is necessary. After the work is done, I thank the spirits for their participation and then go about whatever other plans I have for the day. Specifically, one of the healing ceremonies that I perform or have performed in the past includes crystals and a Tibetan singing bowl. In this one, I place appropriate crystals and gemstones on chakra points of the client's body, and then I play a Tibetan singing bowl over each one while singing or chanting specific power songs that have been given to me by the spirits. I consider this to be a crystal sound bath, and it's probably my favorite ceremony to perform. I have also done this to myself, but instead of placing crystals or gemstones on all of my chakras at once, I do them one at a time. It's easier that way by myself for me to play the Tibetan singing bowl over the stone, because obviously the stone isn't going to fall off of me if I'm in one spot with only one stone on my body. And lastly, there's a ceremony I use for journeying. When I do other world journey journeys, there are steps I take similar to ceremonies that I use for healing and cleansing. It's generally the middle portion that is different. In that middle portion, I journey into the other world and communicate with my guides, whether that happens to be animal helping spirits, ancestors, shamanic spirit teachers, or any other particular being in the spirit realm. Often, the spirits are beings who are part of the middle world if you adopt a three-world model of the other world. But I do meet spirits who dwell in both the upper and underworlds as well. So there are plenty of specific ceremonies out there and rituals that people perform that fit into these categories. Let me know if you have a specific um, ritual that might not fit into these categories. I would love to learn about your specific path as well. So feel free to share if you are inclined to do so. So I guess that does it for today's episode of the Mystical Animist Podcast. Head over to anchor.fm forward slash Alan Fuller and leave me a voice message. I'd love to know what you thought of this episode, or if you have a question, I might just be able to put it into a future episode and answer it there. You can also catch The Mystical Animist on Spotify, Radio Public, Breaker, and Stitcher. Until next time, peace, much love, and be kind to each other.